0: Park. Park.
1: that's it that's it, Maz. This is episode nine. We are still what do you call it like On uh, Zoom? estranged lovers,
0: <laughs> Estrange lovers fair, like
1: it? is that fair classification
0: yeah it's been we've been it's been a long time since I haven't seen you in person like this is the longest probably I haven't seen you since we became friends, right
1: yeah, but I I saw you for episode A for like I was in Sydney for like two days, we recorded an episode, the New Year's one.
0: That wasn't like a proper um it wasn't a proper catch up, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a proper catch up. Not not quite enough time to you know get into the deep juicy stuff that we usually do. You know.
1: Yeah, well, look, I, I'm in Adelaide at at the moment. I, I swear I always in Adelaide, but um, Maz. I hear that you are going to some random hippie cult festival where they're <laughs> going to touch each other's bumholes.
0: I don't know about the bumhole part, but I am going to one. And I genuinely reckon this is probably like the max of the hippie line. And I actually don't know if I'm hippie enough for this yet. So Whoa. we'll find out. Fucking fuck. Let's go. Go do meditation. Go like oh, I oh, my, oh, my. Hey. She's like, look at
1: me, sit down. Come on, is it music? Fascination. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, this is uh, <laughs> I'm really just gonna wrap up and get my religious frustration
0: out. <laughs> I wasn't empathizing with Hitler. Fucking fuck. <laughs> Anything you wanna do <laughs> <laughs> be a professor. <laughs> wink, wink. Clearly, you spent too much time on a <laughs> 4 <laughs> 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 Wait, hippie, first,
1: can you just explain what it is you're going to?
0: So it's called Rainbow Gathering. And the rainbow doesn't refer to the LGBTQ uh, community. It's like, um, I think it was there before that was a thing. Um, So it's a community gathering. I don't know how many people will come. I have very little information about this place. Um, I just spontaneously decided to go because someone was talking about it one time and they spoke of it very highly like it had a lot of positive impact for them
1: so this is like the the whole brut the other cult thing you went to like you just don't know anything about it and you
0: just go yeah that's it. What that's it that's uh, it but this one this was a a lot of like effort too because it's in northern rivers so it's a long drive um and so, but-
1: it's so ambiguous surely you have more information
0: so all I know is it's a community gathering, literally like like people gonna run workshops probably, most likely, um there'll be like a communal kitchen, um yeah I really don't know what it's gonna be like so I can't talk too much about it until I've done it. I am. Well, why are you to going find, about it? I am trying to find a little bit more information. Just to see if there's any reception there and how many people come and things like that. I've sort of asked a couple of people, Um they haven't gotten back to me yet. So, I so why, oh, why going... are you going? Why I'm going is uh, two reasons. Uh, one, find the one I mean, that's a, that's another reason to to make it free. <laughs> <laughs> one, uh, there was a guy I spoke to. I don't know, maybe a year ago or something. Um, and I'm sort of inspired by him. He, he, seems, mm. he seems to get it, whatever it is. I don't want to get into defining it. But um, mm. yeah, he, he seems to get it, get, get life and live a good life. And I was, I'm a bit inspired by him. And he talked about going to this thing and it being utterly transformative for him. So I was, I was interested in doing this and I tried to find the date. Like that's the thing. It's like so hard to find information on this because I, I tried to find when the dates are so I could like organize it and go to it, but I couldn't even find when the dates are. So I sort of gave up on it. And, and then it so came
1: back all of a sudden.
0: It came back all of a sudden. So on Friday I had a authentic relating workshop, which was really amazing. And the, uh, I just, tend, I just happened to overhear a conversation someone was having with someone else about rainbow That's gathering. Strange. And then I ended up talking to that person a lot more after after the workshop and got the info about the dates and the stuff. I'm like, looking at my calendar, there's like all these things that are like, in those days, I'm like, am I willing to like not go to all these things to go to this thing that I don't really know what it is? but I really feel I like did. I want to do it. And I did. I mean, I, oh, well. I made it shorter. So the actual thing is for 28 days. I'm not going for 28. I'm going for 21. So I cut like three days at the beginning and four days at the end. And that sort of allows me to do some of the things that I was that I had planned in my calendar. Um,
1: Wait, I have two questions. I have two questions. Yeah, go ahead. No, so first, first thing is, you said, I don't know if I'm hippie enough for this event so is to me hippie as as much as like I, I love to do hippie stuff to me it still has a negative connotation so i've never heard someone aspire to a level of hippiness so i'm curious what like do you want to like, well, like what, talk- is, what, what, what does hippie mean you want to become like loose and goosey and i don't know how i don't know <laughs> how to define hippiness
0: we've talked about this a bit before it's the connotation is, is, I don't i mean it's it's a framework right like it's just a word, and what the word means to people depends on you know what what lenses they have on life and whatnot. I guess for me, hippie is um, yeah. it's an interesting question. How do I define what hippie means?
1: I can chime in if, if you're stuck.
0: Yeah, you you chime in and I'll see if if my definition comes up after you. Yeah, no, like like oh, to, to me Yeah, what does me, it mean to you?
1: Being a hippie means being an being an outsider, being a being on the fringes of society. To me, being a hippie is you don't fully conform, so you're like a non-conformist by definition. Mm-hmm. Um and you're extremely open-minded. So you're non-conformist you're extremely open-minded and you are not really a part of society so those are the three things that establish hippiness to me
0: Would you I, I really like the first two the, the, the last one i'm not sure can you tell me a bit more about what you mean by you're not part of the society what makes someone a part of a society that Then hippies
1: aren't. I guess I feel like not being part of society. It's probably the same thing as being nonconformist. Um, it it, it's. So,
0: but you said them as if they are different things. So, is there a difference? Uh, Yeah. So,
1: I think what I what I meant to say, not being part of society, is that you. I feel like to me the the example of an extreme hippie, is someone who, you know, doesn't have a full time job um doesn't you know as a result doesn't pay taxes uh as a result like doesn't want to buy a house doesn't want to buy property doesn't want to uh participate in the things that majority of society is partaking in and from the hippie's perspective it's not a it's not a weakness it's a strength they're resisting the material urges they're trying to become detached from materialism and capitalism but f- when I see someone who's a hippie, they're not a part of society. They are part of their own rainbow fucking club.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 so that's what I mean.
0: I, I, I like that. That's a pretty good uh, definition, I would say, actually. The, especially the open-minded the non-conformist and uh, sort of living living by your own terms. And those terms may or may not agree with the, with the society. So
1: like it's very fluid. it's very fluid and there's a huge spectrum. It's not like a one thing but I think by definition you have to be non-conformist and open-minded. like that's yeah. uh, non-negotiable to be identified as. I, mean, a human. I
0: think I think maybe in the' sense of uh, the word non-conformist going by living on your own terms. I think it's better because if my terms, if, if 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 I agree with something the way it is in the society, I will conform to it happily. So it's it's about like, but if there's something that I deeply disagree with, I won't conform, or I might not conform, depending on the consequences and whatnot. Um so I, I think- get
1: that. I don't know if I fully agree with that. I still think there's an element of so no there's
0: a there's a rebellion there's like a rebellious in
1: there i think but... so. i think so like like i think when like, you do say you think, do you think hippie, do you think
0: they're non they're uh, non conformist for the sake of being non conformist or is that what you're saying like well i think actually... like
1: like like any other movement i think there's a a a, a ratio of them which are like the the masses, the the flock, the sheep, who are just non for the vibes. They're non conformist for the sake of being non But I'm sure there's a, a ratio, a proportion of hippies that are exactly as you described. They are living their own path and they think, and they, they're not just doing it for the sake of it. Um, well, but I do well, think me, the For me, it would is definitely fall into
0: that category. Like I'm, um, I'm, um... I wouldn't just be non-conformist for the sake of it i would do it if it's uh feels like the right thing to do or the right way to be um but i wouldn't do it just for the sake of doing it but let's let's actually talk a bit more about um so you you said something about like a full-time job and buying a house and all that stuff that's actually let's let's go into that like i'm really okay. interested in that because i've been thinking a lot about what i want to do after this this year so this year is like a a year of exploration for me like i'm not going uni i'm going to like do different odd casual jobs or whatever and i've got heaps of travel plans and i've got some money saved up so i can do them and but after this year finishes I need to like figure out what I'm going to do next year. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know, like, like that's something I'm talking about, thinking and considering. And it just sort of, so when you said that it it sort of got me interested. So what, what is your views on do do you think a full-time job and striving to buy a property is essential to a good life?
1: Okay, so I was having a conversation with um, someone very close to me recently and we kind of had this conversation. We had like a very deep DNM and Mm. the conclusion we came to and and I'm going a bit deeper than you probably want in terms of answering this question. No,
0: go as deep as you want, bro. I I like
1: it It should cover many bases but I think the conclusion I came to was it's all about like true contentment or true happiness, uh, as far as I understand it is is when when you no longer crave when you're no longer trying to like it's contentment you know it's 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 equanimity as as you and Matt described in episode one mm-hmm. and I think the thing that the problem with you know full-time job, buying a house, buying a car, wanting a partner, wanting a dog, wanting to travel. The issue with all of these things is that we desire these objects or these things in order to feel something. So it's like we, we, it's like we, we're trying to achieve something, some feeling, and we have these beliefs that these things will help us feel a certain way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I think the issue with, like, for example, I see in many relationships is many people are, many couples, you know, many husbands and wives, they are not necessarily, at least in my eyes, they're not necessarily in love with each other, but they're in love with the, with the title if that makes sense
0: yeah that makes sense i understand
1: that so it's like it's like um they don't desire that person they desire something to fill that spot do you know what i mean so it's like right now we jokingly said oh maz you're going to look for a wife yeah mm-hmm. right now you don't know Like, there's not a particular person in your mind i'm just assuming that you're like oh like that person, I want for A, B, C, D, E, F, G. It's more like there is a an empty spot in 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 your life or in your mind or in your heart or whatever the fuck, yeah. And you're just looking for another human to be a means to an end. So you're just using that person, whoever it is, we still haven't met that person. One day you meet that person to fill that role that you fantasized about, you know, since you were a kid. So, I think it, a house and a full-time job is the same way. We have these narratives that we're told since we were very, very young. And we're looking for a job to provide us with the things that we think will fulfill us. So, it's like everything is a means to an end. Everything is just another step to get to something that we imagine. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, I don't know. if I just went on a bit of a tangent. But like-
0: no, no. So... Basically, what you're saying is, is that hippies are us. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's like. But, uh, so, jokes aside, I feel like I, I, I'm, I'm in two hearts about what you say. There's a yeah. lot of it that I resonate with really strongly. Okay. But then there's also, like, because I was also talking with someone uh, last night, actually. So it was, that's why I actually said, let's let's talk about this topic. And he was sort of giving me a bit of advice on life. And he was like, I- I'm just going to share my thoughts, like take what you want, and leave what you want, whatever. And uh, he was sort of talking about, you know, when you have a... Like a job becomes part of your identity. So he, he's got a kid and his kid told him that, what are you good at? So I can go tell my you know, friends. Yeah. And then when he got asked that, he was like, "Oh, like, uh, I'm going to teach him because he's a teacher. And uh, it got him to, like he, he taught for a, a few seconds because you know before he used to do it and all these kind of things so he was like sort of thinking what am i good at what am i really good at and uh and then he was sort of saying you know maz you're doing all these different things you know you do these workshops you do these ndis um like all these other things right but you don't have like one thing that you sort of uh is your main thing you you're sort of spreading yourself across all these things and he, he, he was saying maybe think about having something that's your main thing that you do and i i listened to that and i'm thinking about it and i feel like there's benefits to what he had to say like you know having a stable so some of some of the some of the things we want like if you have a job and that can get you money so you can do things right but some of those things are definitely things that are like sort of distraction based or you're trying to find contentments true material positions or whatever but there's also things that you genuinely need right like you need shelter you need food you need uh, so th- there are actual needs too right so mm. uh there's a balance in that. You can't say, I oh, yeah, it's all for desire and attachment." You can just uh, zen out and become not attached to everything, and you will be content ever, ever after, right? So that doesn't really work because we still have this body that need that has needs that uh, is required to get taken care of in some way.
1: Yeah, of course. And actually,
0: I would put a romantic partner. In the group of needs as well because it's it's kind of like human need like sex is literally one of the least like, like basic human needs sex is one of them in in a lot of the lists that i've looked at in
1: monks would disagree with you but yeah okay i agree who monks
0: <laughs> <laughs> well they, they, they've, they've suppressed they have su- not suppressed but surpassed Mind mind black. They have surpassed that need, so they've gone beyond. it. The you, man. So
1: that's what they tell you. You don't know what they do in the dark rooms.
0: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> 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 I don't know what kind of monks you've been around. Uh, but, no, no, yeah. no.
1: But I just want to say I, I agree with what, you, what you're mentioning, and and I think my biggest emphasis. I'm, I'm not arguing for for like absolute hippie hippiness. What I'm arguing for is, it's more Kantian in a way of saying that things shouldn't be a means to an end. You know what I mean? So even that full-time job, of course we all need shelter, we all need food, we all need prosperity, we have needs, we have sexual needs, we have all these needs. But I think what I'm trying to say is, if you were to be the architect of your life, let's just say we had so much power you could have anything you wanted. You could design your life in a way that would lead to the most fulfillment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think you shouldn't work just for shelter. You know, I think in an ideal world, you enjoy your work in and of itself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily enjoy it just because it provides you something. Same with a relationship. You don't you don't want that person to just fulfill your sexual needs, or you don't want that person just to be A trophy wife to just show your friends off. If if someone asks you, Maz, why are you with this person and your reasons are all external things that they provide you, then I'm saying that's not the path to fulfillment. I'm saying the path to fulfillment is in and of itself. That moment, it's about being present. In that moment, you don't have to think about the future. You don't have to think about anything else. You're just content in that moment with that person. Or with that job or with that house or whatever the fuck. I'm getting a bit lost in my own words.
0: No, no, no. So I I understand what you mean by that. I agree with that. But what I was it's sort of not talking about like it's it's a different different line of thinking. So what okay. I was what I was talking about is the stability of having a a job or a role that's sort of consistent you know you you got you got you got these hours these days and and like sort of consistent stable and
1: but I don't disagree with that so I'm 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 interested like are you I I don't that
0: I I don't know I don't know if I I don't know if I that's that's the thing that's I'm trying to figure that out for myself so my friend was saying that's really important like go go for that find that in your life because at the moment I do like all these really different things like I've got heaps of different casual roles, and here and there I'm doing this, and I'm doing that, and he's like, so you starting that's a stability." It's a very so,
1: different topic, though. Like, um, I'm, I'm, um, I'm. Yeah. Are you starting a new fresh topic? Sorry. Are you linking it to the hippie conversation, or are you starting a new topic?
0: I think it is inherently linked to the hippie conversation because my experience of people I know well, not everyone there's obviously there's a range but some of the people I know I would say at least half from such communities tend to have more of a lifestyle than me like 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 my current sort of like I, I, my current situation where I've got like different um, sources of income that are not necessarily stable. Um than to have a stable full time job, so I think it is drink links because yeah okay, i have I have a
1: way to answer your question yeah, go on i think and and let me know if I'm going off like what I think it might indirectly answer your question. I think about the hippie topic, I think what I wanted to ask you is and and this is something that I've been concerned about about you in. I don't know, last few weeks, last few months, even your plans for the year is. Look, in one frame of mind, let's just say frame of mind A, uh-huh. what you're doing is you're living your best life. You're, um, you know, li- you're, you're pushing yourself to the extreme when it comes to hippiness. You're going to the fringes of hippiness. You're, um, following you're non-conforming you're open-minded all of these things uh-huh. and you're exploring it's amazing uh-huh. and this is what you're doing right now that's option a option B is kind of what your friend is mentioning saying that there should be more moderation you know stability has its benefits and I just want to advocate for option B for a second you know yeah. I want to argue against option a against the fully free hippie lifestyle. And my argument is, I think, as human beings, we're innately social beings. Mm -hmm. You know, my personal opinion is, in order to be fulfilled, in order to be happy, we need to partake in some form of society. I I don't think we can just rough it out on our own. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think. The further down the hippie path you go, the more ostracized you're becoming from the rest of society. The more detached you become, the less easy it is for everyday people to relate to you, and the less easy it becomes for you to relate to everyday people's frustrations and um, issues. So, my whole perspective is that you're becoming distant from society, and then as a result, there's no there's no stability and as a result you won't find
0: i don't know if i agree with that so i think i think you made you made like a, like a assumption in there that i don't think is true um that the that i'm becoming more distant from other people's um experience of life and i can't I'm i'm less able to relate to them i would literally say it's the opposite so you know like uh, when I did the lifeline for for two years picking up the phones and listening to people's whatever is going on for them Um, one of the things that really did for me was it showed me how broad the experiences of humans are Because you're talking to completely random people and in their darkest moments. So you hear like all these life stories that are so vastly different to what you would normally hear when you talk to people. And I would say if anything, that's allowed me to relate better to people
1: Wait, that, that makes... I'm so confused. So what's that Lifeline got to do with... Like, of course, Lifeline is going to help you connect with people, but yeah, what's but, that got to do with the other stuff you're doing? So
0: so that's the thing. When I go and experience all these different experiences on, on the fringe, like I'm broadening the, the total experiences that I've had and that makes me more able to relate to others because I've had all these other experiences that I can now use as a form of relating to other people's experiences
1: but so that's, that's we, how but i still disagree i still disagree I, I i i still think that the way you're describing so you're saying you're broadening your experience like so in... say
0: say say you know you you've never traveled before
1: mm-hmm.
0: let's, let's imagine you have you have not traveled before and someone comes and speaks to you about uh, excitedly about a travel plan they have and they're like really hyped up about it, they're really excited. And because you've never traveled, you don't really maybe get their excitement. So you're relating with them less. But if you've traveled before and you've had some experience traveling, you sort of get their excitement. So then you can relate to them more closely.
1: That I understand fully. And that, that logic is clear as day that makes sense yeah what i'm trying to get at is i think the experiences that you're having so you're describing as you're broadening your experiences in order to relate to more people but i think the experiences you're having are not broad the 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 activities that you're participating in are a very 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 small part of the human experience it's a very tiny minuscule niche community that has niche experiences that the rest of the world cannot relate to
0: i mean uh
1: well all of these things darkness rashid vipassana uh, rainbow thing brotherhood brother like all of these things or even uh things like burning man these are all you're stuck on the fringe and you're in a very very niche group within that fringe so i don't i think and that's why i'm saying I don't think Uh you're broadening your experience. I think it's the opposite. I think you're narrowing your experiences. Like, it feels like you're broadening it, but I don't think from the outside that I'm looking at, it doesn't look like you're broadening it.
0: Mm.
1: Like, I think broadening is, like, for example, you're going to, I don't know, the darkness retreat. So you're going overseas, you're going to Southeast Asia, but you're in a cave with a certain number of people. Or when you're going to the El Camino walk, you're going to Europe for a month, but you're doing a very specific, particular walk that a specific, particular type of people sign up for. Uh, You're not experienced. Actually, on that
0: that part, Mm -hmm. there is so many different kinds of people that do the Camino. Mm -hmm. It's not one group of people that do the Camino. So think of like... So people do the Camino for very different reasons. Very different reasons. Someone could literally be doing it as a way to lose weight. Someone could be doing it as a way to get over a heartbreak. Someone could be doing it to find meaning in life. So people are people, it is it is the the, the camino is not is not like okay, if you are a hippie. And you have, like, if you have, like, if you meet these, like, five criterias, then you go and do Camino. I don't, that's definitely not the case. Okay, I, obviously...
1: I like Camino. I'll take the concession, but what about the other things I talked about?
0: The darkest one, I, I, I agree. It's a, it's not even it's just darker, like one. If you but... understand
1: the whole, the broader argument I'm trying to make. Uh-huh. This, or, like, those are just examples I pulled off the top of my head, but even like, I'm just trying to say that. Subjectively, it may feel like the experiences are being broad, but I'm saying from the outside, uh-huh. it feels like you're still in a very niche spectrum within. You're in a niche part of the spectrum. You're in a very, very small niche area.
0: And what what? So let let's say let's say that is true. What what impact does that have? Like, what does that mean?
1: Well, that that comes back to my whole point with the stream A and the stream B. I think the impact that that has is that. you start to become distanced from the rest of society. You become a, like your perspective of the world is shaped by the very niche activities that you partake in. And I'm saying as a result, you're becoming a hippie. And in the path of becoming a hippie, you're becoming further from the rest of society, coming back to the first definition that we made. Mm -hmm. Like I think as a result, you're becoming distanced from, you're becoming ostracized. And it becomes harder to relate, and it becomes harder for other people to relate to you. Like that comes back to my first point.
0: So, do you think my ability, like from your experience of being a closed part of my life in the last year, do you think I'm less able to relate to people now than I was before? Do you think that's true? Because I don't think that's true. I I, I still don't know. I don't quite agree with the effect that you say it has maybe i
1: think it, it becomes harder for other people to relate to you and it becomes harder for you to understand and then this is all uh, assumptions and judgments like I'm yeah, not yeah. Like,
0: no we're just discussing things we're
1: just for fun but i I'm think not, uh, the feeling i get is the more and more you go deep into these experiences the less and less you realize sometimes you say something and it sounds fucking crazy but you don't realize how crazy it sounds because to you it's just normal To you, you've been in these environments for so long. So like an
0: echo chamber? Kind of an echo
1: chamber. I kind of, like, I I think it's, and it's not your fault, but it's the more and more you're in these environments, the more, like, you just say something about anything. Um, Mm -hmm. Some experience you had or some observation about the world. And to someone who hasn't been to these activities, you sound like a crazy person. Mm -hmm. And they label you as a hippie. And then as a result, you're ostracized. As a result, once you get that label of hippie from the rest of society, your ability to experience or interact with a big proportion of the rest of society is limited. So in an ideal world, that wouldn't happen. In an ideal world, you wouldn't be judged. You wouldn't be ostracized. You wouldn't be labeled. You wouldn't be put into a box. But what I'm trying to get at is in I'm a realist. And what I'm saying is the more and more you go down this path, as a result, the more isolated you become and the more you become attracted to just stay in these little niche groups for the rest of your life and if you're happy to do that that's great but i like to believe that connecting with people from different colors and different shapes and different sizes is what makes living beautiful so i personally wouldn't want to go down that path
0: mm-hmm. Like, I get what you're saying, but I still don't quite agree with it. So, I don't know. Something's, like, not landing. What's not Maybe. landing is, is like, so I, for instance, I went to uh, um, a tech sort of event. Mm-hmm. And not too long ago, so people there are very techy, mm. like into their crypto, and they work like in in the tech area. And uh, so I know someone that goes into that that has that is connected to that group, and he invited me. So I'm I'm sort of the only non-techy person there, mm. and I had a lot of good chats and deep connections with people there that I literally so far from where I am in my life miles far and far like I don't know too much about tech really like my knowledge of tech is not there it's not a world that I live in but that's the world they live in all the time like that's they, they live and breathe tech like I live and breathe let's call it hippie or spirituality or whatever or psychology their world is tech, but uh, we still could connect. I think connecting with someone that, and think about this, me and you, do you think we connect? Yeah. But we, don't, we, we, we disagree on lots of things. Right? <laughs> I think the ability to connect, you don't have to agree with someone to connect with them. I think that's uh, that's just a flawed thinking. That's that's convenience. Like if if you want if you just want to have convenient relationships, convenient connections, yeah, you, that that makes life easier. If you are uh, sort of in in the most generic. If you, let's say if you have a fictional person, person X. Person X is very generic in in every way, right? So like the middle of everything. Uh, This person can sort of easily and conveniently, convenient is the important word I think here, conveniently relate to someone because they're in the middle. So if if you're like on one side or the other side, there's not too much difference. Do you know what I mean? Like, Like on a scale of like zero to 10, they're always five. So they maximum five away from anyone. But if you're like eight or nine, you can be eight or nine of bit from someone that's zero on that same scale. So, but I don't think that ma- that really matters for a genuine connection. You can have genuine connection. Like think about, so there's, there's experiences that all humans have, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, you just went on that trip and you experienced loneliness, right? Mm-hmm. Learning is people, like, there's, like, this, uh, I, I, I forgot how many we have, but there's, like, these primary emotions that people have. um like Seven or something like that. There's seven, let's just say seven for the sake of it, but I, I, I don't know exactly, so don't quote me on this. But there's, like, primary emotions. Anger, sadness, blah, blah, blah. That's what you relate to. I don't have to relate to the context of what really made you angry. Maybe that thing does not make me angry. But I can relate to your anger. I can relate to your frustration.
1: Well, let me make sure I understand what you're saying. So so what you're what you're suggesting is the context of human experience is irrelevant and it's the shared subjective experience that helps us bridge um bridge between our differences.
0: Exactly. Like like I don't have to have had the experience you're having. To, to relate to you because the experience you've had led you to feel a certain way and I've felt similarly in a different time maybe in a completely different circumstances but I can relate to how you're feeling in that moment
1: right so so what you're so what you're suggesting is that there are actually quite a limited number of human experiences and they just show themselves in different forms and colors and shapes
0: i guess like we so. a study on this
1: i don't know i'm sure there's some study somewhere
0: i mean there, there, I, there's, i'm telling you I, I forgot the the science but the emotions one is.
1: i've seen it like mark did a lot of research on that as well yeah so there,
0: there, there's some studies that say there's like these like these primary things that that happen like you can sort of Uh, put everything into one of these categories in
1: in the deepest level. Wait, so, so this reminds me of something. Like, I think this is something that I thought about. Someone told me or I thought about it by myself. I don't remember. But it's the idea that like, we think our life is so special. Like, we think like, oh, I'm going through a heartbreak. Like, I'm so lonely. No one knows how I feel. This is so hard, blah, blah. But actually, that's if you zoom out, that is such a common experience. Or even we think like things that happen. Like we think like, oh, I got on a plane. I traveled to I don't know. I went to Mexico. Like you know, if I compare myself to my network, I'm like, oh, I'm so unique. Like no one else has been to Mexico. But if you just zoom out a bit, you're like, what I experienced. You know, when I got off the bus and I I felt a little bit scared. I was in a new country or when I was stressed, or when I was tired and fatigued from flying, from the jet lag, not many of our human experiences are that unique. Like, like Just try and think of a unique experience, Maz, that you've experienced and no one else has ever experienced on this earth.
0: That, I don't think that, that exists. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's no, exactly. Whole... I'm just so, solidifying your point. So, because you were saying, by me living a more of a unique lifestyle and doing the unique things and I'm just really emphasizing the word unique here I said niche talked about unique, yeah. ni- niche and unique sort of similar right like niche thing yeah. like so um i still like you know going 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 on this walk, you know i might have blisters i might have pain and like i, I I'm, I'm i'm going on a pilgrim and it's a whole thing but at the bottom level i might have pain Pain is as universal Most as it common. can be. It's, it's so common. It's yeah. literally so common. And I, I I don't, that's why I disagree with what you said. I don't see how me doing these things will make me less able to relate with other people. And that's why I say it actually makes me help to relate more because I'm going to have more depth of my experiences. Like these these things that I'm doing are pretty deep experiences.
1: Oh, yes. I like that.
0: So it's going to increase the depth of experiences I've had. So I can then connect from a deeper part of me to someone. So I can like, like, you know, imagine, imagine someone that um, somehow has never had a heartbreak, you know, and they're like 25 or something. And they've sort of married their high school sweetheart and they're, they're living yeah. a sort of a, Really good life in, in that yeah. way, in that area of their life. They've never yeah. had a heartbreak, right? And so this person's ability to relate with another person's heartbreak is kind of limited. Yeah. Or if someone's had some heartbreak, but the heartbreaks have been sort of um, quote unquote minor, like, like me? you know, <laughs> like, if it, wasn't, it wasn't like a big crushing feeling for them. No, yeah, no, I
1: agree. Like,
0: it wasn't a massive thing. Mm. But imagine now someone that's literally had a huge loss, massive loss. That person that's had the massive loss can relate to the person with little loss and can relate to the person with no loss. Cause at some point they had no loss. Like, like so because the depth of yeah. the experience is bigger, they can relate better, not worse.
1: Can I, can I, I think, I think I, I, I've come to a good conclusion based on our conversation. I think I, I, I'll take your rebuttal on board and I disagree with what I originally said. And I think to make a more correct statement, I would say the, initially the perspective I took was breadth. You know, I took a spectrum and I said, along the spectrum, your experiences are very niche and narrow and you don't have as much breadth as you think you do. Therefore, you'll struggle to connect. However, based on our conversation, the conclusion we've come to is what's more important than breadth is depth. And, you know, let, let's just say off the top of my head, let's just say there's like 80 different unique human experiences that can be experienced and felt. And mm-hmm. in, if you really want to connect more with people, if you can learn to increase the depth of each one of these experiences through whatever means, whether it's through an Okamino walk or a dark cave retreat or a heartbreak, then as a result, you'll be able to connect with more people. So we conclude that it's depth over breadth.
0: Yeah, I like it. I'm satisfied with that. And actually, I'll just add, I just remembered. So I I read a book called Atos of the Heart, which I highly recommend to all our listeners. Greeny Brown. Um, There's 87 different human experiences. So I was close. You're close, 87. Off the top days. of my head. I hadn't even read a book. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's a really, really good book, actually. Like, So because it tells you, like there's literally all these 87 things that, that you can experience at one point or another. And so the if you have experienced these in good depth, then you can connect with everyone.
1: And, and And the last thing I would say is, based on my, at least for me, the most important thing is life is connecting with other people. So that's why our conversation is so important, I think. Um That's just like, I just wanted to emphasize the relevance of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I think if you don't connect with people, then there's no point to life.
0: Uh, I, I, I definitely would say connection is
1: key. Yeah.
0: It is so essential. But, so going back to where we sort of started a little bit before mm. um, and this whole hippie and um, this way of life that I'm sort of trying to sort of figure out from, this is more my own benefit really because I'm trying to figure out like do I want to have a full-time job to get the stability to have the consistency and that, you know, reliance and all that stuff or do I want to keep because, because these casual jobs that i found, I really love them. You know, going back to what you were talking about, about the the thing being an, an, an off of itself, like the Kantian perspective. Yeah. Like when I run these workshops, I feel a million bucks. Like I don't need to get paid to run. Like, it, like so this, there's a question I heard someone say one time that I really thought about this a lot. They're like, they said, if we lived in a world that money wasn't the concept. You know, there was just ultimate abundance of everything. What would you choose to do with your time? If you can find a way to do that and sort of find, make ends meet with that, with doing that, then you're living a great life. So I really thought about that. And I think these these casual things that i've found that i'm doing really fit that criteria like when i go to these workshops uh, i do like these workshops for kids yeah six kids on transition to high school mental health resilience and i throw in a couple of inspiring stories and i i see them like light up and they're like excited that, and they sound and like come come up to me afterwards and they say uh, i feel really inspired thank you and I just open up open up this the open up this space for them to have conversation about how they're feeling to go to high school because some of them are anxious and all that stuff. Yeah. That feels like gold to me. Like every moment I'm doing that, I'm just like, this is amazing. Or like yes. when I do these authentic relating workshops or the vulnerability workshops or mm. all this stuff, it, it just feels so amazing when I'm doing it. But none of these at the moment are a stable sort of source of income that I know I'll, I'll get paid this much by this time. So it's kind of like random. You know, sometimes I get paid a lot, sometimes I don't get any. And it's just
1: unstable. I think, like, the only thing I'm going to say is just going back to what your friend told you, I think the benefit of doing a full time job, in my opinion, is any form of art. Like, like I think if you're really, if your job is what you love, I think it's it's art. It's not uh, work. Mm-hmm. Let's just say it sounds a bit cringe, but for the sake of this I'll, conversation,
0: I'll, 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 take, it. I'll take, take
1: it on board. And I think in order to be good at what you do, in order to excel in your art, you need time and you need commitment. And I think there's something special about I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's uh, it's similar to marriage <laughs> It's like I think if you find one of these things, like like the example you use with the school kids, if that was your full-time job, potentially, then you know you could potentially get a higher role within the company that does what does the job, yeah and as a result you can make a bigger impact in these kids lives and if you're spending more time there then you can influence more kids then you can become more efficient then maybe instead of doing one to five ratios you do workshops for 30 people and 50 people and so it's about the influence you have can be deeper it comes down to the whole depth versus breadth thing that we talked Mm -hmm. about so i think in terms of if your goal is to do the most good i think there's if you find one thing and try to excel at it i think you'll make a bigger impact on on the world and that's the, my my two cents
0: no i really like what you said about you know the craft you know the more the more you put into your craft the better you will be at your craft and the better your product would be whatever that would be you know it doesn't have to be actual product it can be skills soft skills exactly um public speaking skills whatever Mm. um yeah i I really resonate with that part but also the thing is so what if like at currently the, the the thing that i don't sort of trying to get my head wrapped around the soft skills for these sort of different roles that i have um very similar. So I feel like whether I'm doing the high school workshop thing or the workshops I run for, like, I don't know, authentic relating or whatever, or, or the, even NDIS support work, I feel like there's a lot of overlap. I, even psychology, like studying psychology, getting my degree in Bachelor of Psych Honors, like I feel like there's a lot of overlap between the the things i've learned and skills but i do think i agree with your point that if i pick one and sort of go for it more it would sort of be better still but i'm sort of just unsure. no that's I'm, fine I'm just i'm sure
1: no and, and just just sit on that and sink in that and and i think it's it, it all comes down like have you ever had a full-time job before
0: Ah, uh, like in I...
1: something that you really love, like in in your field.
0: I was doing plumbing full time for. A Did you love it?
1: Your dream come true, like this shit?
0: Not, not at all.
1: Okay, so I think, look, I'm I I, I think me and you are similar. I mean, it was
0: it was okay, but I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it.
1: No, but still, I think me and you are similar in the sense that you seek novelty, you seek new experience, and I think being forced to do what you love full-time it's a unique experience so just do oh, it
0: actually actually hang on so i, I just remembered something so remember when i was gaming
1: oh yeah that was... so
0: well, let's go to that because i was doing that as full power as you could do anything i was doing it proper so that's an
1: addiction bro that's cooked
0: but it was i was getting paid it was my job and it was something that's i loved great. and it turned out to be like
1: not fulfilling at all that's that's different man that's completely i'm not even going to go into why that's different <laughs> i'm not, you, you can figure that out yourself no, i know <laughs> i just wanted to join in
0: them <laughs> uh. it's, like,
1: it's like saying um it's, it's like someone going up to like a lawyer saying like yeah i was like uh smoking crack every day like i was pretty committed like surely that's surely that's the same as working full-time job." oh my god uh, but Olgi, Olgi, i think i think we we came to a pretty good
0: yeah I, I i really like uh how I, I, i'm a bit more reflective about this because i'm gonna be thinking about this a lot especially in those three weeks that i'm gonna be away at this community gathering thing and i, I might have more conversations around this with people and just hear, hear other perspectives. Because I'm trying to really figure this out for myself. So I feel like that really helped me. And I think uh, I also gave you a perspective because you sort of thought... Um, a new like perspective, you're gonna, yeah. yeah. you're not going to be able to relate more with people, but we sort of debunked that. So it seemed productive.
1: No, very productive, very productive. Like, I think, c- can you do a wrap-up of what we talked about, like, very quickly?
0: Um... So we started off with me talking about the rainbow gathering, and then we went into what is a hippie. Um, Then we talked about the full-time job thing, and we discussed about the breadth versus depth of experience and what makes you able to connect with others.
1: Connect and relate, yeah.
0: Connect and relate, yeah. Think that's about it. Do you have anything else to add?
1: Um nah that's it. Just uh guys, if any of you are religious, please pray for me. Um I'm going to Vipassana tomorrow. I might not come back.
0: I'm I'm very excited for that experience, bro.
1: Please, hashtag pray for Sam.
0: <laughs> Alright bro, take care. Fucking fuck. Let's
1: go. Go to Go
0: to Oh, oh, my God. Uh, so right. I
1: want to get my religious frustration out. <laughs> I wasn't empathizing with Hitler. Fucking fuck. <laughs> Anything you wanna do? <laughs> <laughs> Be a professor. Really, <laughs> <laughs> <Week-wing>.
0: you <laughs> spent too much time on a <laughs> Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>